0: Hi friends! Welcome to the Seek Holy Living Podcast with Christis Faboda. I am a wife to my wonderful husband, mom to my five precious children, and a friend to some amazing moms that I can't wait to introduce to you. Mothering is not a journey meant to be traveled alone. Join me every Monday for a new podcast where you will find hope, joy, and purpose. God's word is very clear that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. But so often in the middle of motherhood between the laundry, I know so many of you listen while you're doing laundry if you're folding it right now, between the laundry and the dishes and the schoolwork and the bills and the feeding them and all of the things, all while we're supposed to be taking care of ourselves, somewhere in between all of those cracks as well, somewhere along the way, oftentimes, the burden we realized did, became heavy and it lost the easy yoke that God intended for us. And I'm so glad today to be talking about this because so often we carry this front that we've got this, we can do it, we can make it, we can carry the extra thing. And just making it through was never God's intention for you as a mom He wants us to be living life and life to the abundant life, the full life. And so I have a guest with me today who I'm so glad to bring here. Her name is Natalie Hickson, and Natalie is a mama of three girls. They are 18, 15, and 11, and they live in Montana, and she has been married for 21 years. And Natalie has a real passion for helping moms work through destructive anger and burnout. And so I'm really glad to bring her as an expert in this field to help give us some guidance, maybe to shine some lights and some areas of our own burnout that we haven't seen because we're so in the trenches of it that it's just hard to even see sometimes, where is this coming from or what can I do or what's a step that I could take just to start moving in a better direction back to that easy yoke that God intended. So I know you're gonna wanna follow Natalie. You can find her on her website. It's nataliehickson.com. And I will link that in the show notes below. And there are so many resources available there. She has a blog that she writes on regularly that you'll be able to get some excellent resources from. And stay with us through the end. She actually has a freebie for you as well, but I'll share about that at the end of the conversation. So Natalie, thank you so much for joining us today. This is great. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. So let's start off with letting you just share your story. What led you to this place of wanting to be an encouragement and a support for moms in this area of anger and burnout?
1: Yeah, definitely stems from my own story of feeling that way myself. Um I you know real long story short I struggled with anger um in the beginning m- most of my life but really it got stronger when I got married and had kids and um was seeing how it was hurting the relationship with my kids and um especially my oldest she's the one who really got the brunt of it the worst like the most of it mm-hmm. and also hurting the relationship with me and my husband right so um it was not a pretty pretty sight. When she was two, you would find both her and I on the floor throwing tantrums. Um, I was screaming, she's screaming, we're crying, I'm threatening. Um, there was some some really scary stuff. And uh, I, I share these things for anyone else who is struggling through it, because often um, in this world that we're in today, we, we often look outside of our house and see glimpses of other people in their social media or even walking about the park or public, you know, play dates, whatever. And it looks like all these moms have it together. And at home, we're like, what is wrong with me? Why is it that I keep screaming at my kids or slamming doors or throwing things, um, you know, with, with Enya, she would get little bruises on her arm from me, squeezing her too hard or spanking her butt too hard that she'd have a bruise on her butt. Like it was really scary. And, um, at it, it, one point after bringing her sister home, um, I just got to this place where I, I was nursing Skye, her sister, and heard my husband putting Enya to bed. And, um, I just was so angry because Enya had this epic, epic tantrum. Enya is my oldest. I was having this tantrum and I just scream at the top of my lungs for Enya to shut up. And Sky stops nursing and looks at me at this tiny little baby face, just horrific, starts crying. I'm like, something has to happen. This has to change. And I didn't think I could. I thought I was kind of lost. I thought, you know, all the things of trying to will myself better, like I just won't yell at Enya tomorrow. I won't get angry tomorrow. And every day I'd wake up and another event would happen, right? Um, so I said, we need to get Enya some help. And so maybe since I'm, I can't take responsibility for it, I can't fix myself, <laughs> maybe somebody else can help her we took her to a therapist and the therapist observed her. And then she talked to Mike and I alone. And she said, Enya was a perfectly normal child for her age and development. Um, but that I needed to be in the sessions with her. And so, um, kind of a jaw dropping moment, like, wait, what, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. uh, deep down inside, I was really, really grateful that somebody was saying there's help for you. And, um, let's start that journey. And so that's exactly what it did. It started my journey. I went to therapy for four years, uh, learned a lot about myself, why I do the things I do, my family history, lots of great stuff. But I I left therapy still yelling at my kids, right? Still having some of these moments of destructive anger and and frustration. And and so, um, but I knew at that point, I didn't have to settle. I could keep trying to work through this. And so, Um, The Lord led me through uh, many, many different things through experiences and, and then eventually to life coaching school where I started to learn even more about communication and listening. It was Christian life coaching school. So um, it was really awesome to, to view it all through the lens of Christ and and the word of God and how we apply that to our lives and listen better and communicate better. And uh, eventually I ended up talking to a good friend one night about anger and our motherhood burnout and stories and all this stuff. And she said, girl, come on my podcast. You need to talk about this. <laughs> and so I did. And that's kind of the rest is history. I've been coaching moms with anger and burnout and negative emotions and positive mindset um, from a biblical view uh, since then. So that was years ago.
0: <laughs> that's wonderful. So you've seen this. In a lot of different moms, aside from just what you saw in your own life and the things yeah. that caused it in you, what caused things that caused that anger. But you've seen the anger and the burnout in many moms coming from many different places. So let's talk first. What does it look like to be burned out? Like, what are some of the signs and symptoms?
1: Yeah. Um, so it kind of looks a lot like depression, right? So you're lower energy. Uh, you may be feeling like you don't want to be there anymore, which can be super discouraging because then we get guilt and shame. Mm-hmm. I don't want a mom anymore. I don't want to be married to him anymore. I want to, you know, they would be better off without me. I'd be better off without them. A lot of that hopelessness and despair, right? Um, getting stuck in negative, uh, mindset patterns and spirals, emotional, emotional outbursts, um, like destructive anger. And I'd like to just say really quick, the difference that I view those is, you know, it's normal to get upset with your kids and and raise your voice a bit or be frustrated, maybe stomp your foot. But if you're starting to really scream and rage or abusive behavior towards your kids or your husband or something, that's destructive, right? Or passive aggressiveness, right? But if you see yourself trending towards um, those, like these negative emotions that we have, more than joy like you're not seeing joy at all and you're you're starting to think I don't even know if joy is a possibility for me I don't even know if I could ever be happy I don't know if I don't think I can even change this anymore I'm just stuck like this and I have to be this way until the kids finally get out you know and so you're wishing your life away and you're not actually mm-hmm. enjoying the moments that you're in with your family and and processing the negative ones um, mm-hmm. in a more productive way yeah
0: um, well, and I realized that talking about that for a minute, I realized that anger is something that is an emotion that mm-hmm. God has given us. So then what we're going to do with that, though, that God's word is very clear in your anger, do not sin. Um, yeah. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. And there is I don't see anywhere in scripture that advocates for yelling at our children. So in in the burnout, in the frustration, in those moments, Mm -hmm. nowhere in scripture do I see uh, praise for that or acceptance of that. And in a culture that says this is normal, I would say this is one of the areas where we want to be counterculture and we don't want to look like the world. We're going to look different than the world um, and strive to do better than that. So, Mm -hmm. and I think burnout is one of the things that can often lead to anger because when we're burnt out, when we're just really burning the candle at both ends and we've given everything we have to all the places, to our home, to our work, to our marriage, to all of the things. And we just don't have anything left to give when there's no margin anymore in our, for our emotions or margin Mm -hmm. for things to go wrong when we're running beyond 100% capacity, then when there is an extra need, that so often is when we hit that burnt out place because yeah. we didn't have room for the extra anymore. We lost, we were already beyond full. And so yeah. we, we hit that place of burnout. Um, are there other things that you see that are commonly causes or
1: things that lead to burnout in moms? Yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely. So lots of different things, right? We can have changes of life seasons. Um, I know we're talking to moms yeah. moms with young t- probably more, more moms with young kiddos. Um, and with that, when have, you have littles, when you have littles too, part of it is a sleep thing too. It's oh real. Lord, it's huge. That's a big When deal. you're,
0: when you are not getting enough sleep, Mm-hmm. And I preach this to myself, Krista, when I am not getting enough sleep. Uh, we have to give ourselves grace and extra margin yes. in other areas. And there's some seasons you literally may not be able to get the number of hours of sleep that your body is made to need because of the right. needs of young. And there's right. a passage in Isaiah where it says that the Lord is gently leads those with young. And so I would encourage you if you do have youngs, if you have littles in this time and you're listening to this to listen to it with an extra measure of grace for yourself because the Lord gives you extra gentle leading. And I just think that's beautiful to think If you're feeling burnt out, you probably are not giving yourself that gentleness that the father Mm -hmm. wants to give you. So don't expect the same thing out of yourself that maybe the mom with the 12 and the nine year old shows up with and why she can do all of these things because that's not where God has you right now. So, Mm -hmm. so yes. Okay. Keep going. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Sleep. Sleep is huge. Sleep is like lack of sleep can, can feel like you're on drugs, (laughs) honestly. Yeah. You cannot think straight when you're so, so exhausted. Right. And, um, there's, well, there's sleep, which is super important. Um, actually working with a client right now, that's our number one priority. She's got to get more sleep because she is in full on burnout right now. <laughs> and so we're like, okay, this is the first thing you're going to have to work on. Um, but the other thing too, that's really big is hormones. And I don't feel like we give hormones enough credit. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of grew up getting told that you can't use hormones as an excuse. You can't say PMS as an excuse. And I'm, so a long time I felt really bad, guilty and shameful around my PMS. But that was a huge source of mm-hmm. contention for me in my own life with my husband. Um, I would absolutely go down to the place of suicidal thoughts To four days later, my life was the best thing ever. It and until I started to realize through I went to natural path and and we started working with my hormones. Um, when we got those stabilized, I was like, oh my word. Like, you mean you can you can feel somewhat normal through PMS. (laughs) Mm. And then if we have um if we have someone who, you know, many of us, when we start out having babies, it's typically an event for quite a few years, right? Mm -hmm. Um, If we are nursing, we're not just pregnant, we're also nursing. Um, And so we have, we can have years of, I'm either pregnant or nursing, pregnant or nursing, right? And so that right there, there's the hormone influx or changes and, and instability. There's the lack of sleep, right? And then on top of that, what's happening is, Whatever we were before we had kids starts to kind of dissipate, right? Because now we have to focus on our kids and making sure that they're surviving, that they're eating, that they're playing, that they're getting their sleep, that they're doing the things they need to do, that mom is always at the beck and call, right? And through that time, not that we try or want to, but we start to lose a little piece of who we used to be, right? And we can even often in this place, we can get to this place where we're, I don't even have enough time for the Lord right? And it feels super discouraging, especially if we go to church and we hear you spend the time in the morning, every morning with the Lord. And it's like, have you seen my mornings? My mornings start at 5 a.m. because the baby starts crying. When am I supposed to do that? And then my toddler's puking and then this and that, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We have all these situations and and some moms can really start carrying the guilt and shame because I don't get any time with the Lord and then they even give up on it, right? Because Mm. it's like I... And then we get to that place where i mean we're not just in physical emotional burnout we're in spiritual burnout Hmm. and we're not finding that you know i do pray to the lord but i don't feel him i don't hear him i feel like he's left me um so i I deal with that a lot too with working with my clients it's just i can remember myself being on my closet floor crying going why did you give me my children i can't care for them and you're not giving me what i need to take care of them Hmm. Why did you give me this? Right. Mm-hmm. Those kind of of things. And so, um, yeah, but so much of this. We could be in periods of waiting, waiting for something to happen. We could have gone through some trauma. We've got other things that we might walk through. Um, moves, job changes. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we all know over the last couple of years what what a world pandemic and situation like that right. can can lead to. All these, you know, the world like goes on this, this crazy, whatever tilt and, and Mm -hmm. we're all thrown into it. So all of this stuff can add to, um, our burnout and, um, and then just struggling to, to figure out and make sense of things like that. So,
0: yeah. And I think we do carry more than God intended us to, that we choose to take on, Not only things that we're committing to, we're saying, like, yes, I can do this, yes, I can carry this, whatever the whatever those things are, but also just the information overload that I I can't imagine that we were ever supposed to know about every world leader and all of the decisions they were making and what's going on you know, on an international level. And then, you know, what new disease is out and spreading and that we're going to get shut back in our houses or whatever it is that I just can't fathom when I think about God's word and who he is, you know, we're supposed to look at the, look at the birds of the air, you know, and mm-hmm. how God provides for them. That's what we're supposed to be looking at. We're supposed to be consider the lilies of the field. If God clothed oh, yeah. them, will he not much more clothe you? But we don't have time to consider the lilies of the field or the birds of the air because there's too much going on in the world. So.
1: Oh man. Yeah. I, tuning into those things is, and if you detox, <laughs> detox <yes>. from the. <laughs> from that stuff. Anyway, really we can is. talk about that later.
0: <laughs> yeah. So let's, let's do move in that direction, though. I have seen too. One thing I just want to encourage moms who are listening in this. If you are feeling like, yeah, I've been burnt, I've been burnt out, like I'm, I'm overwhelmed, even maybe you like that word better than burnout, overwhelm, um, or mm-hmm. over committed, maybe, uh, but uh, one thing I realized someone pointed me towards this once and it really encouraged me that Oftentimes moms who are, and not always, but oftentimes moms who are uh, burnt out or overwhelmed are the positive personality types or the optimistic personality type because we say, oh yeah, like I can do that like I can help with that thing. I can be at that place. Or maybe you're a natural leader. And so, you know, there's a new program starting at church and it's for the girls and you have some girls. So you say, yeah, I totally can show up and I can help be a leader in this program because I want to support my children and be in relationship with their friends. And it's all good, well-meaning things and God has gifted you with a spirit of being able to see the best in things. But sometimes when we are always seeing the best in things and the hopeful in things, we forget about the reality of our own limitations and that God didn't make us to do everything um, or to be able to lead everything. And we have to step back from that space and try to be a little bit more realistic sometimes than quite so optimistic in things thinking that oh yeah i could do one more thing and having to learn how to say no so that we have space to really be present and blessed in the things that um god has given
1: us so I think we we, think we really oh, have ahead. to check our heart on the, those things right because it's not just that like we want to help all the things but it's also if you dig a little deeper there's this element of pride if I mm. say no to this person, what are they going to think about me, mm-hmm. right? Or if I, if I don't commit to this, then I'm going to look like the bad person, right? Even if we don't want to, or if we yes. do genuinely want to, but we still feel like I can't say no because what will they think? So mm-hmm. also that that too. But yeah, I, I totally agree. Like we want to help and do all the things and we're, yeah, we can do that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, that's definitely been a growing point for me. I'm a lot better at it now, but it's not something I used to do well. So we cannot perpetually live in this cycle. Um, I, I know that it's not, it's not what God intended as best for us. If we believe that his yoke is easy and his burden is light, living in this way is not living with an easy yoke or a light burden. And it will absolutely have a negative impact on our own life and on our families that We cannot serve our family well if we're in a constant state of burnout. We cannot be present in our marriage well. Uh, We can't last for the long haul. It's not going to take us through the marathon. Um, So I know that it's not best. Are there other reasons that you see that we really need to be guarded against this because of the dangers of living this way?
1: Yeah, 100%. Um, We're called to be lights to the world, right? Mm. And if we're bogged down by guilt, shame, overwhelm, um, just holding on to all this stuff, like sitting in our muck and mire of, of negative spirals and emotions and thoughts, we are not shining his light. He can't use us. Us, essentially in that way, right? Yeah. And our world is not just looking out into the world of strangers and peeing at the grocery store. Our world starts at home. Mm-hmm. And if we are, are sitting in this place of, of overwhelm and burnout and frustration, we're not showing our children what the love of the Lord like really looks like and how He, can, um, he can't shine through us into them, right? Amen. And so- Amen. It's it's so important that we start to learn. And I wanna say this though. I'm not saying that you if you find yourself in that place right now that you're a bad person or a bad mm-hmm. mom. You're human. human. Welcome. You're human. (laughs) And the whole reason we do things like this, this podcast here is to reach out to um, you sitting there feeling this way and saying, you don't have to stay there anymore. And and one of the biggest motivators is to look at what does God want for me? What does he want for my children? What kind of generational impact am I going to make right now by saying enough is enough? Mm -hmm. I need to start healing in this and stop spiraling in these negative places. That's
0: so very true. And I want to go ahead and move on into that. How do we help a mom? How do you recommend a mom start like step by step? If she's in that place of burnout, let's start, start walking through some things that she can do to help get to the other side of this. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, first of all, it's recognizing that you have to take responsibility for your actions and where you're at. Right. Mm. Um, it's very easy in the in the burnout place to start becoming the victim of mm. what's going on. Right. And and we become a victim not only of, of like, well, we can become a victim in our marriage. We can become the victim of parenthood. I was that way before I started to realize I needed I needed the help. Right. If Enya would stop throwing fits, I wouldn't get so angry, right? If my husband would just bring me flowers, I wouldn't get angry and I'd feel more in love with him. Those type of things, right? Those are simple scenarios, but those, like, we can go all over the place with mm-hmm. us, us looking at us being a victim, right? We have to go, where is it that I need to change? And I can't change my toddler. I can't change my... Tween or my teen or my husband, I can only change me. And therefore, what do I need to do to start working on me? Right. So I'm always going to start with prayer. I don't, I I know you might have been like, I've been praying and nothing happens. You got to start there, anyways. Mm -hmm. You got to start there and ask him. He knows where you're at, he's not sitting there shocked that you're in the space that you're in. He didn't go, whoa, I didn't see that one coming. No, he's there waiting for you to look up and go, okay, I surrender. I need help. I can't do this anymore. Open my eyes, Lord, open my heart. Um, one of the most foundational prayers I ever did, and I do this on a daily basis now because it's so important, Lord, not my desires, take them from me, fill me with your desires. Your will, not my will, Lord. Um, so that's like one of the biggest places to to start right um how you're praying looking to him and then taking a step back and looking at your life right going what what here needs to change what can i look how can i look through things look at things a little differently um so one thing that i teach my clients is we talk about sit and pray and then we also do recovery. And this is like when they're feeling upset, but you can use this at any time for any anything before you get upset while you're feeling upset. But what it is is we stop, we inhale, we tune in what's going on for me. We, we validate, okay, I'm frustrated or I'm, I'm um, overwhelmed. Um, it's normal that I would feel this way considering the circumstances that we're in. And then we're praying, Lord, help me be productive in this. I wanna be productive through this, right? Mm-hmm. And then, um, the recovery part would be the taking responsibility, right? So taking responsibility for if you've had an interaction with, with your kids or your husband or somebody and you feel like you need to go and, and apologize and make things right, then you're saying, Hey, it's okay that I was upset. It wasn't okay that I, uh, um, screamed at you or blamed you or whatever it is. And, and then continue talking to them about how they were doing and stuff. So kind of throwing that in there, just in those moments where you're, you're feeling overwhelmed or you're feeling like you've been yelling or you're, you're, you're still sitting there just in these negative spaces. And it's asking the Lord, turn my heart to be more productive. What am I missing here? Mm -hmm. Um, but then let's go to that, some of that the other one that's like really, really important to me is our daily time with the Lord. And this is a place, especially if we have littles, that can feel like one of the biggest struggles, right? Because the desire might be to sit down for an hour in the morning before the kids get up and really dig into the word and and have prayer and meditation, maybe some time for journaling. But the reality of that is is slim, especially when we're having like all the things that moms can, can really walk through, right? Like having the littles waking them up. And so one thing that I've really tried to help moms understand is again, the Lord knows where you're at. He knows what season that you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wants you to rely on him, put your faith in him. And so if this looks like you have a, you, <laughs> I just told a mom I'm working with the other day. and like, she's like, I found this great little devotional. It's like three minute mom devotional. I'm like, perfect. I said, put one of those in your bathroom, in your car, Mm -hmm. maybe find one for your purse in the kitchen, like wherever, have an app that pops up with a Bible verse like every morning. So you see the Bible verse, these little bite-sized pieces with the Lord, that's going to mean more right now than trying to like get defeated over not getting this Mm -hmm. hour with the Lord every morning. Right. But we have to spend time with him in order to hear him. We need to recognize his voice Mm -hmm. And if we aren't spending time with him, even in these little bite-sized pieces, we're not really connecting with him. And and that's where we get our strength. When we put our faith in him, not in our kids mm-hmm. being a certain way, our husband being a certain way, our life being a certain way, we put our faith in him, we won't be disappointed. He will walk us through it. But if we put our faith in anything else, circumstantially, human, we will be disappointed, including if we put our, it, it in ourselves. So um, anything there before I keep going? Cause I've got some more ideas. <laughs> no,
0: that's fantastic. I kind of, I want, I, the, a verse just came to my mind. That verse, it says, um, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. And I was just thinking about how that's when he, he knows, he knows us, but mm-hmm. we need to be listening We need to be listening to his voice. And I love that you said that the other things are going to fail us. Our children Mm -hmm. are going to fail us. Our marriage is going to fail us. Our husband was never meant to be our savior. He was never meant to be Jesus to us. He's Mm -hmm. a fallen human, but there's so much hope that remains in that struggling marriage or in those struggles with that tween or teen or toddler. Maybe it's the toddler that you're the one like, why am I angry with a two-year-old <laughs> when they're being childish? Face like... and I'm sleeping. Yes. <laughs> They'll yes. Sleep. they will sleep tonight. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but realizing that those things were never supposed to be where our hope was placed. So this is right. fantastic. Go ahead. I'm going to let you keep going. This is great.
1: Yeah, no, it's absolutely true. It's a, it's a lesson that, um, it's it's not like one of those one and done things. That's one of the things you gotta continue to remind yourself. Right. I have it in places. <laughs> I have it mm-hmm. put your faith in God. Um, not in the circumstances or somebody doing something else. Um, you know, that hopeless feeling that we have, but yeah, I pray to the Lord, but he's not answering me. Uh Jeremiah 32, 27. Behold, I am the Lord, the Lord of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. And then uh there's a pastor named David Guzik. I, I saw this um, in reading a commentary of his once. He says, whatever we are filled with becomes a manifestation of our lives. If we are full of joy and peace of the Holy Spirit, then we will overflow with his hope. Right. And, and so on that note, like that's like really good. Right. What are we putting into our minds? What are mm-hmm. we putting into our hearts? What are we focusing on? Again, we got to focus back on the Lord. We had expectations when we got married and had kids right? This mm-hmm. is what it's going to look like. I don't know about you, but when I see mm-hmm. it, like a, a new wedding invitation, we've been getting a couple wedding invitations for the summer. I'm like, I don't envy them at all. <laughs> I am praying for them, <laughs> right? Cause we have these expectations of what it's going to be like. And then mm-hmm. we, again, we go back to that social media side and we feel these perfect images and we're not seeing the behind the scenes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we create these expectations in our life and we start to think that we're not good enough. Our life isn't good enough. Our husband's not good enough. Kids aren't good enough because this isn't looking this way. Mm -hmm. And so I'm filling your mind with what are you grateful for? One of the biggest exercises I do with my clients, they have to message me on a daily basis, three things at the end of the day. And this is what, this is what, hold on, back up. Often moms go to bed feeling guilt, over all the things that happened Mm. that day or Mm. the things they didn't get done or the things they still have to get done. And they're not sure how they're going to get it done. Right. And so one of the things I, I require my clients to do three things at the end of the day, I want to see a text, Marco Polo email. I don't care what you're grateful for today. And I don't care if it's a smile from your kid, a bird you thought was pretty in the sky. I don't care. I just want three things that, that made you Smile or, mm-hmm. made it, or or your heart smile, right? Um, because we have to fill our minds with things of, of gratitude and praise the Lord, praising the Lord. I want you all to try it next time you're upset or, or stressed, full of anxiety. Try to remember this right now. Stop and praise the Lord and see if you're still feeling that in that moment, mm-hmm. right? You, you can't praise him and feel anxious at the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm -hmm.
0: There's a verse in the Old Testament that talks about putting on a garment of praise um, for a spirit of heaviness. And I think Mm -hmm. actually that's an excellent place for us to wrap things up because that's a place anyone can begin. I was going to ask you as a closing question, but I feel like you already did it. A good place for someone to start. And I think that place of starting of I'm going to think of three things I'm thankful for. And I'm going to praise the Lord because even though my circumstances might be too much or might be heavy, God is still the same. He never changed. He knows where you are. It's not a surprise to him. Uh, I think of that passage in Jeremiah 29, 11 that we're so familiar with, but there's so much hope in, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, mom, and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future, that God has a future for you that is full of good things, and it is full of hope. And one other passage I want to leave you with today is Romans fifteen thirteen. It says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I am going to be praying that verse over all of you this week as we move out of this out of this conversation and move forward, maybe with a little bit of a paradigm shift. And if you're in a place where this burnout is something that you say, yes, I can empathize with this, but I want more. Like I'm not done with this. I would encourage you to go on to Natalie's site. It's Natalie Hickson and her last name. I'm going to spell it out loud, but it's in the show (laughs) notes too. It's H-I-X-S-O-N dot com. And if you add a forward slash Seek Holy Living on there, there's going to be a freebie for you that I think could be really helpful. It's a trigger tracker. So it's a way to help identify what are your triggers personally for you that this was an excellent broad overview talking about burnout today. But let's get personal. So if you're ready for a little bit more for you on this, visit Natalie's website. You can also go back to and I will put the link also for the, the freebie down in the show notes. Uh, I would also recommend you go back and listen to episode 64, Triggers in Motherhood. Uh, there's a book called Triggers that's for moms specifically. It's by Wendy Speak and Amber Leah, um, who are both godly mamas. I would highly recommend you check out that podcast that I did with Wendy Speak. It was a really good one and will, um, greatly encourage you. So, uh, Natalie, Thank you so, so much for being here today. I just believe that you've given some moms a place of hope who didn't come with it when they first turned this on. So thank you.
1: Yeah, I'm happy to be
0: here and thank you. So I know you're going to want to go check out Natalie and continue to be encouraged by her. And I want to just close us with that passage that Natalie already mentioned from Jeremiah and just claiming it as a place of truth for whatever seems like too much for you. If it's a child that just feels like this is too much, it's just pushing me to beyond what I was able to hold or your marriage or a job or finances, whatever it is for you, you were never intended to hold it. It was never meant to be yours alone. God's yoke is easy and his burden is light. And that passage in Jeremiah that Natalie mentioned, I am the Lord, the God of all mankind is anything Too hard for me. And we know that it's not, and God is going to carry you through and lead you gently along the way. See you next week, friends. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of our weekly conversations. And check out our show notes below, where I have links to the resources mentioned on the podcast. I release a new podcast every Monday and additional content at SeekHolyLiving.com, including a video of this conversation and a deeper dive into all things mom. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at seekholyliving Holy Living for more fun and conversation. If this was an encouragement to you, please share it with your friends.